Get ready. Hello, 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 welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. Paul, surprisingly, is actually in New York, but um, I am unable to go meet up with him, and he is having a tourist uh, tour of New York City, so I don't want to bother him. <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week, and we get to know our guest. It is episode 142 of the Weekly Cooldown. It is January 13th. This week, we're diving into one new story, and then we're going to talk about the first quarter of video games. The it, it is a new year, which also means that it is now Q1 for video games, and 2022 is looking to be a big year for video games. Um, on that note, I also wanted to say there's no headlines this week because I wanted to be slightly candid with the listener, you, the listener. Um, this podcast has been going on now for four years as of October 2021, um, and I am super grateful for everyone who's listened, gave feedback, everyone who's ever guested on the show, um, and, you know, just helped this podcast really grow and and thrive in, in a certain way. Um, it always has room to grow, room to thrive, and I'm still looking at those avenues on what to do and how to do it. Um, generally, I do every year a kind of fun special or like a recap or something like that for our anniversaries. This year, I decided, well, 2021, I decided not to. Um, I had a lot going on personally, but also I felt like there needed to be something bigger. So for 2022, which will be our fifth anniversary, five years of the weekly cooldown, I am indeed planning something big and different, hopefully different. Um, but I did want to just say thanks to you, the listener, for a great 2021. Here's to a great 2022. Um, and also, if you haven't listened to it yet, listen to The Greatest <laughs> Gaming Game Show Ever. It is also a podcast that I'm doing now um, in its first season. Um, so that instead of a cool weekly cooldown special, you get a, a, a brand new podcast. So congratulations. Um, that being said, that out of the way, we have a guest here who actually was on the aforementioned podcast, The Greatest, greatest Gaming Game Show Ever. Uh, you know him maybe and love him possibly. Uh, please welcome Walt. Hello, it is me, Walt. It is you, Walt. I'm so honored to be here. It was uh, it was a dream to be the 142nd guest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've wanted it for a long time. Yeah, and it was a tough. It's that's a tough dream, you know, because I can't. I, I could have came on years ago and just called myself that guest, but that I wasn't about to do that. Yeah, uh, you had to be invited for episode 142. I know. Happening Thursday the 13th, not Friday the 13th, because that's, that's typical. People would have <laughs> seen that coming. 
I think well, Friday the 13th is more of a uh, more of a vibe, you know? More of a vibe. You're right. It is certainly more of a vibe. It is <laughs> definitely uh, uh, not anything except a vibe. That's for sure. I can't think of anything else to call Friday the 13th. Walt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, let's talk about what Walt does before we get into the rest of the show. What does Walt do? Yeah, let's talk about what Walt does. Uh, Walt, yeah, Walt writes. <laughs> Walt writes for and edits a comedy website called mm. robotbutt.com. It is a robot and then B-U-T-T. <laughs> it's the the double T butt. But yeah, robotbutt.com, bunch of short humor pieces, a lot of satire stuff, and just general chaos. We love it. And yeah, big... A lot of fun to be had over there. I've got some bylines in other places, but you know, you, they're all listed on my Twitter or whatever. So you, you, if you like me, you can find it. Excellent. Now, um, I need to reference. <laughs> I need to reference one of your articles on robot. No way. Oh, this I is do. this is huge. If only because. I was really curious about what robot what, but was. And yes, I'm... I got to I got to work on that cuz I have um yeah, I have talked to people mostly online and I'd say I don't add anything past I'll be like, "Yeah, I write for Robot Butt." And they're like, "Okay." And and that they they'd probably just leave like, "I don't know what that is and I'm not going to find out." But it's uh yeah, it's just a See, a very that's... general short comedy site. <laughs> it's it's great though. First of all, I love that it's still kind of like it. It looks like clickbait, um, yes. like articles in a way. Yes, it's very influenced by Clickhole and like the Onion. Those and, like, yeah. the, the 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 King satire sites. Hard yes. Drive is a really good video game satire site. Yes, and when Robot Butt got going, it was very much like let's do the onion but worse and then it i'm very proud of this because this is like something i've pushed for hard that i feel like everyone that writes for us was like super into and moved into which is i was like we can't just do fake news because everyone's doing it better with more views so we've moved to like just very almost like like lol random 2012 2012 humor yes <laughs> but it works and i really do think it's high quality writing most of the time so i i have to agree because oh thank you <laughs> the the thing that hooked me was actually the most recent thing you wrote i am flat stanley and i'm going to come inside your home <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> upon reading the article just sent, like flatlined me immediately that's oh thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and I, I don't know. Something about it just, like, killed me just immediately. So then I said, okay, well, you know, one one is enough. But then I kept going. And then the uh, second most recent one you wrote is, New Year, New Me. And then in parentheses, I'm going into the Witness Protection Program. <laughs> yes. Which is just... <laughs> <laughs> It is the it, it is my exact kind of humor, and I uh, I just wanted to uh, make sure the listener knows that they should go check out <gasps> robotbutt.com. Thank you so much. I'm really happy you liked it. I really do. Anytime anyone ever gives me feedback, good or bad, or just a compliment, or just says I read something, I'm it it fuels it me. Good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> we just had holidays and I had like an aunt who was like, I read one of your stories and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> but uh, anyone like else <laughs> that's not in my family. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Thank you though, because that's a great way to kind of sell it to someone is like saying it's a comedy site is vague, but telling them, yeah, like what if Flat Stanley is some kind of Cthulhu-esque being because he can yes. go He can go anywhere. He can go yes. inside your home. I am Flat Stanley, and I'm going to come inside your home. <laughs> um, I also do want to shout out uh, Catherine Shaw of, on your website, uh, who wrote the article, How White People Pronounce Turmeric. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> which I... And it is just line after line of none of it being correct, um, <laughs> which I just appreciate so much. Yes, we have... I'm like it's it's tough to sell how impressed I am by the site sometimes without like making it sound like without doing the opposite of a compliment. I guess an insult is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, we get so much stuff submitted. We have like a pool of writers that stick around pretty tightly that I think are like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is so good. How did we end up with it? And like, mm -hmm. we get, we get freelance stuff from people like never met them, just an email. That's like, I wrote this. Do you like it? And I'm like, buddy, did you send this to us first? Cause this, this is really good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm just, yeah, I love it. I get, I love it. I get it. That's great. Well, look out for my submission coming. Oh, please. <laughs> yes. And if you ever want, this goes to you especially, but anyone listening, uh, you can find me on Twitter or whatever. Uh, I'm trying to work, build more of a thing, a community of like working with us and like being part of the the, the fam, part of the team, because mm -hmm. we have some people that I think are like one of our funniest people um, recently was just like joined a discord we're in and was basically just like, I don't know how to do this, but I had this funny idea and we were like, that's funny. And then they were like, and I kind of thought it'd be like this. And I'm like, you've already wrote the thing. It's done. Yeah. Like it's there. Congratulations. So yes, if you ever want to riff or, or want notes or yes. just any thoughts, please reach out to me. I live for it. Excellent. Walt Braley and robotbutt.com. Check it out. Now enough about comedy. This is a news podcast. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> can we be serious for a minute well let's get serious tell us walt what have you been playing this week yeah i'm so excited for this <laughs> any other week i'd have been like i don't know uh dead by daylight <laughs> like it would have been like um oh, well. i'd have been like rocket league but like this is the week i'm so excited this week i had um what I will look back in a few years and be like, oh, that was a mental breakdown for sure. But this week I was uh, <laughs> feeling neurotic and also just was dying to play fantasy RPG, something very like uh, loot heavy and just quest heavy. Mm. And um, for reasons that I think it was uh, just pure inner willpower was like, do it. I have played RuneScape this week. Wow. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> has been a trip. The game dreams are made of? Yeah. RuneScape? That's the one. Wow. The Fishing Simulator 2021 RuneScape. Mm -hmm. Lob lobsters selling at 5,000 gold <laughs> a piece. RuneScape. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been very fun. I played... I re-logged into my old school RuneScape account, which I played a few years ago, and kind of just felt really lost. And then I downloaded RuneScape 3, is I guess what people call the current 
edition sure. mm-hmm. and was like and i think people secretly hate it but i was like i'm into this <laughs> like i'm very into this like it's the same game but looks good and uh, i know where to go mm-hmm. it tells you where to go very quickly which i think i think some people hate that it holds your hand but i'm like you're telling me i can teleport to cities this is the best game ever yeah right like it's fixed <laughs> very cool um i haven't played okay let me think about this actually, because I did play it more recently, but not like the 2020s recently, like the 20 aughts, maybe. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I've dug the memory out of my brain. I'm so excited. I, I uh, was bored at my one of my previous jobs on a Sunday and for some reason ended up on RuneScape's website and decided yeah i can download this onto the you know company computer Amazing. and downloaded it and just played it every sunday for the next cup or the past couple of months until uh i got um no i did not get fired until i decided to leave <laughs> until you got fired for runescape Yes, that's correct. Uh, yeah, your boss killed you in the wilderness and looted your stuff and was like, wait a second, I know this stuff. I've, I've, I've seen this before on the Sunday computer. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. Um, before that, it was like a middle school game, not even like a high school game. I played that in middle school. Same here. so long. I remember hearing about it on G4 television. G4 TV, oh attack, attack of the show... Kevin Priera told me about RuneScape and I remember playing in like the seventh grade and yeah, I re I downloaded it again a few years ago when it went to mobile, just cause I was like, this is cool, but I didn't really get super into it. I don't know if this will be the time I'm, I'm intrigued to see if, wow. uh, if when I come on for the 242nd episode, if I'm like, <laughs> if I'm like, I'm level a hundred. <laughs> well, I mean, G4 TV is back. So I know RuneScape? G- G4 is back. RuneScape's back. Uh, annoying Walt is back. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade Walt. Yep. <laughs> Here to stay. Cargo shorts, income. <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect. Um, so, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with more show. Remain calm and please stay in your seats. We are experiencing pirate activity. Oh, there's just some, um, something happening. Um, what? Them. Um, <laughs> them. Oh, no. <laughs> At the outer edges of space, where union is but a whisper, humanity scrapes together a living amongst the stars. This is the story of four Lancers, talented pilots of mechanized chassis from all corners of the known universe, thrown together by circumstance and destiny, and credits. Follow Macha, Moxie, Roadkill, and Silver, led by me, Reed, your Game Master, through the Lancer system, a mud and laser style anime mecha RPG. I hope they brought some printers with them, because this is Bring Your Own Mech, an actual play Lancer podcast, and batteries are not included. Follow my heading, and I'll see you there.
interrupts this program to inform you about the new radio drama, officially sanctioned by the Immortal Emperor himself, Ghosts on a Train. Ghosts on a Train is all about the pride of Duskwall, and the courageous but eccentric line bulls that keep our railways safe. Let's hear from the bulls now. Andrew Anderson, badge named Dunville. The best thing about being a line bull is definitely the train. Back at the orphanage, I shared my room with 20 people, and now I only share it with three. Ooh, plus the food's way better. Plus there's a hot tub, and I swear that someday... Yeah, we only have so much time. Adric, a.k.a. Drix. Badge name Colburn. Close calls, huh? <laughs> that was a wild one, but, uh, you know what cowboy never rodeos entails. Oh, that's unhelpful. Pippin Pip McKeel. Badge name McKeel. <laughs> Well, I think it's best to bear the train. It's the unintelligible mumblings of a drunkard. Ah, well, listen to Ghosts on a Train, the Ghost Line's actual play, releasing every other Thursday on a podcatcher near you. back to the show so it is time for the news of the week which there is not a whole lot but one story in particular that kind of stands out among the rest and we'll get started with that one so in a recent interview with the new york times phil spencer the executive vice president of gaming at microsoft spoke a bit about what he would like to see happen with toxic gamers in gaming networks, not just players who interact on Xbox, but also within the realm of crossplay. Spencer said in a response uh, to... Nope. Spencer said in a response that Xbox doesn't see itself as a free speech platform, and that something he would like to see figured out in the industry is finding a way to ban players across other networks. Um... So I think really the, the the biggest thing that he did actually in this interview was target the word free speech, right? Um, Phil Spencer says, when dealing with harassment and bad actors, we are not a free speech platform. Like that is, that's kind of big in the world of not only video games, but like executives and CEOs and stuff like that. It's weird phrasing for, I think what he's trying to say, but it's, yeah, he, he follows that up in like the same paragraph with, um, what does he say? He's, he basically is like, if people wanted to come use Xbox, uh, to do, to do bad, they couldn't. Or he, mm-hmm. Yeah. He says that it'd be really hard to use our our service politically or something to that extent. Sure. Yeah. Um I think I, I think I guess what what I interpreted that as is like he doesn't think that it subscribes to any political party, but it's very clear that if you are trying to go against the terms of service or, you know, uh, be a racist on their platform. Like, that's not that's not freedom of speech, and it's also not protected by Xbox. Like, they're not going to protect you from that, so... I... And they shouldn't, like, at all. Yes. And they're, they should be 
the reporting and moderation on Xbox has been, I think, been like okay in the past. I don't really know what the state of it is now. I've mm-hmm. I've had six, mild success, I think, in uh, reporting people on Xbox Live over the years. Um, I've actually like, received replies from Xbox that's or whatever, which I thought was kind of cool, but. I have no idea if people are pretty happy with their status. My my warrior read is like, yeah, we're not going to worry too much about all the reports we get for people using slurs or uh, hate speech, but we are going to like come down immediately if someone is is doing something business wise that we disagree with. Oh sure, that's a that's a very as you say warrior uh, way to read it. Um, it's interesting though that you bring up uh kind of like the bad behavior and getting responses because he also talks about Activision Blizzard um who obviously owns and develops Overwatch um and the Overwatch team has always been really good about or at least they've gotten much better over the years about um you know taking on the harassment thing um in 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 their game uh and and responding to it in a mostly timely manner um but then you have like the workplace culture um things going on with blizzard themselves at the same time so it's like it 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 feels like you can trust even what phil spencer is saying but at the same time it's like video game companies do not have a good reputation for that right now yeah absolutely and even what you just said is like overwatch the the team of the the game specifically Mm -hmm. could do great work why blizzard like the parent company is just a mess yes and i think you could see similar with xbox of like individual games are going to be moderated probably completely differently than the way xbox live as a system is going to be moderated and reviewed Mm mm-hmm I have to wonder how, I guess, fans are responding to this, um, simply because I make fun of gamers all the time on here about how <laughs> terrible that they, they can be sometimes, and that's kind of a generalization, of course. But um, when stories like this uh, come out, there's always a number or more of gamers who come out to say, you know, uh you know stop making it political um oh so we can't say uh you know insert really racist or transphobic thing or whatever on your thing anymore and yes it's it's heinous how like this the people that are always like oh so we can't say what we want anymore i bet we i bet we'll get banned if we bash the game we're playing and it's like that's the person that wants to say the n-word so bad right yeah <laughs> they're <laughs> circumventing the truth <laughs> yeah. by, by making it about the game or whatever and i i also joke about the term gamer because gamer. it's been it's been so expounded upon in the last few years that's very funny but the, I feel like a lot of people, me included, love to make the jokes of, like, people acting heinous on Xbox Live when we were in high school. And it's, like, a very fun, like, oh, yeah, remember 2012 how people acted in video games? It's mm-hmm. still, like, basically the same. Oh, yeah. If you play it, a public match. Changed. Yeah. You play a public match of Call of Duty right now, and a, a person that is white will call you a word they should not. Mm-hmm. 
that is uh the truth uh, it's um very fraught i guess is the word um the 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 gamer space because uh we actually got an, an article out of i think it was vox or vice news um about modders kind of making their own hairstyles in video games because there's not a lot of um uniquely black hairstyles in these mm. games um and someone uh tweeted i have no problem with inclusion i have a problem with pandering to a tiny and tiny is in all caps which is like ironic um fraction of the gaming population while ignoring that the inclusion is absolutely already there and it's like so you are making you're making the point right Mm -hmm. um you believe white man <laughs> that the inclusion is there but you're also calling the fraction the black community within the gaming community tiny and like also calling it pandering so where 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 are we being included again <laughs> like that's a great yeah and the same it's the same thing again the person that starts their sentence by i have no problem with blank it's like yes you do you have a huge like this is this gets very frustrating about because this is bigger than like the xbox like this is about the people that play the game that love video games more than it's about like what the guy from xbox can do about it to an extent which is what um it's killing me assassin's creed is that the game mm -hmm. that has a female protagonist now that everyone was so mad you get people that are like there wouldn't even be a woman viking and it's like oh. what what are you talking about sure they yes, do like they did the same thing with uh battlefield when we were in like the world war ii era of battlefield yes those people and what's funny is that they might, like you said, claim to claim these games are pandering to a small group of people. That group of people is hopefully smaller because, like, I think most people are like, cool, new video game. Yeah, right. But this yes. really small, loud group is claiming that they're the majority about it. Absolutely. Yes. It's that's what hurts the most. Right. Um, that we are desperately trying to include the people who don't want us to be included <laughs> in our spaces but mm -hmm. then they're like uh no this is political <laughs> black black woman political yep and they don't even they probably don't care that much they like they know that their their experience playing uh battlefield one is gonna be the same game but they feel like it's a statement so they yeah. want to react to it and i'm like it's not a statement it's a video i, I i'm probably a bad <laughs> a bad like vocal piece on this because anytime this happens i'm like it's a video game you can fly like you can do whatever <laughs> right <laughs> and, and like, like i play as an orc in like eight games let people do what they want yeah 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 um it's truly frustrating um, but we got people like Phil Spencer saying, listen here, bub, yeah, shit out or else we'll figure out how to ban you on every platform, which is a, which is a nice, it's nice to know he's at least on the right side, whether, yeah, whether they can it. enforce action. Um, it's nice to hear an awareness of like, yeah, people are shitty on our platform and we mm -hmm. are aware of it and it's like we okay would love to ban them across every platform. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we should. <laughs> 
Good on you, Phil Spencer. What can come out of Phil Spencer's ideology and hopefully him trying to enact something? What do you, what could you see being a system or, or just something that, oh, they could try blank? Well, I guess it would have to be on a kind of, well, I guess what I see happening is we have the technology, let's say, right? We can mm-hmm. finally build um, a system where if you ban or if you ban or block someone on your Xbox, um, you can also ban them on your PS5 with the same game or the same gamer tag or whatever. Um but I think what happens then is you get developers who say, we don't want that technology. And then when that developer says, we don't want that technology, you get these people, those people we were speaking about earlier, right? The, the everything is political crowd. Um, or rather the things that aren't, are political, aren't, or whatever. Um, black woman political. Yeah. Um, you get those people like rallying for those companies and like you know claiming it as a victory for their misguided cause right Mm -hmm. um we see that happen with a lot in non-video game media with um you know tvs and and uh, movies and all that when someone does something that is against the grain so to speak um quote-unquote unwoke stuff like that um people rally around it as some kind of great victory, some kind of ch- uh, champion. And I think that is what we'll see, right? Because we now we have this kind of us versus them thing happening where yeah. Um, yeah, you people can't... who are like that will feel singled out. And then Phil Spencer will be like, okay, well, fuck you anyway. <laughs> um, and then it'll be like, Phil Spencer is a woke leftist. Yeah, there can't just be like um, bad guys anymore. You right. you see, um, you know, if you you yeah, if you if you say something that's just like objectively shitty and get fired for it, these people are like, they're a good actor. They should be allowed. They sh- they should have their job. It's like mm-hmm. what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very confusing. The, yep, it, like like you were saying that they've created to make it political and make it into a thing that when it was just like a person's behavior behavior right. and it needs to be judgeable <laughs> yes i mean at its core right um it's just that the, the i guess people have taken this concept started largely by black people on twitter by the way um of cancel culture and blown it out of proportion mm-hmm. they think everything is cancel culture um phil spencer telling you know the public that he'll deal somehow with uh banning people across all platforms cancel culture yeah, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm being canceled for my call of duty beliefs yeah right my, <laughs> exactly. my, call, my call of duty beliefs is there shouldn't be women soldiers yeah <laughs> you know like what yeah it's that's not canceling i just don't want to play game with you yeah is what that it, okay yeah look at look at media i don't understand why people can't understand that media doesn't have to be about them or for them yeah absolutely just, oh my gosh they put uh they they the, the new star wars character is uh a black person and you're mad don't then i guess it's not for you because you're a racist like yeah they don't have to fix it for you i'm so annoyed by that and that's big for video games because they're like why would they do this fix the game and i'm like fix what that you don't like it that's (sighs) um that is truly the most frustrating thing especially when 
especially when they come at it at like some kind of realism, right? It's not realistic. Oh my god, that's the you know what else isn't realistic? Uh, anything in this video game? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the the whole thing of like, yeah, well, if you think about it. I'm like, oh my wanna. god! Like, I'm here to play a mindless video game. I don't want to. <laughs> again, I don't care if in the Middle Ages the uh, it would have the area would have been geographically white because you're shooting fireballs. Like, yeah, who absolutely cares? It's uh, it's one of those things we have to deal with in the video game community. The but energy to get mad about fixed. it. The, yeah. ener- the energy to like take that... the time you're not gonna play these games like yeah i i don't want to single it out but like i th- I might have the game wrong but like i don't care how mad you are about kingdoms of amalar or whatever you were not gonna play that game no you were gonna play call of duty every night after work for like six more months and you you're still mad about a game you weren't gonna play there were people <sighs> who were upset about a game i will talk about later called death loop because both of the technically protagonists um were black and one was a black woman and most people were like the game would be fundamentally undifferent (laughs) if they were white so what is what is actually happening here like the story is exactly the same if they're white so what's the problem yeah that (laughs) yeah that that comes up i feel like Anytime a game, or even movies and shows to a lesser extent, I guess, but games in particular, because you control the character, people always fall back to the like, well, I want to play a guy that looks like me. And I'm like, do you not see <laughs> what you just said? Yeah. Like, the, therein lies the issue. So do I. <laughs> ex- yes, exactly. It's like, I'm sorry that you only have 200,000 games to pick from, and these four make you mad. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Do you remember, this is uh, my only, I feel like, actual exposure to this. Do you, did you ever play Prototype? No, but I've <laughs> oh, always man. wanted to, actually. Prototype kind of whips ass. It's very fun. And Prototype 2 in particular, and I have no idea if people like Prototype 2, but I like it a lot. And it's very fun. And I think the smartest, coolest decision Prototype 2 makes is the protagonist of Prototype 1, spoilers, is the main villain. Mm -hmm. And he has, like, all the powers you work to get him in Prototype 1. Mm -hmm. All of this is super cool, super smart, good storytelling, and the main character of Prototype 2 is cool. The main character of 1 is white, and the main character of 2 is black. So you could imagine the shitstorm of people that were like, why are we playing as this guy, not the first guy? And I'm like this guy's cool and the first guy's a villain and this story makes sense and i know one big reason why you wish you were still playing as the first yeah. guy yeah yeah but i remember when that game came out this is like you know 10 years ago before i was like super keyed in on the internet and also like trying to be woke actively and it was just like wait people are mad about that oh like one of those moments where you kind of mm. have a moment of like i see that there's something bigger here than me playing my monster video game yep it's always like and it doesn't have to be bigger, right? Like No, not at all. It's I don't know. It's frust- it's super weird and frustrating that people both like show their whole ass to use a certain term. Um <laughs> but then at the same time act like they don't understand why it's a problem. Like come on. You have to know. <laughs> like you have to understand what you're doing here. Well, that is uh, 
Phil Spencer bringing out the leftist in all of us. Phil Spencer, who has a good approach to and a good idea that I hope. Yeah. I, I feel like I got pretty. You know what? You're right. Uh, yeah. I was pretty frustrated this whole conversation. Not at Phil. I'm I'm hopeful for for Phil. Uh, hopeful for Phil. <laughs> Team not tumblr.com yeah hashtag support phil um, <laughs> everyone go to phil spencer's gofundme right now um where he's raising money to figure out this song <laughs> he's got a gofundme up that says uh xbox isn't racist anymore question mark <laughs> <laughs> perfect well that's phil spencer out of the way for the rest of this show, we are going to talk about the first quarter of video games, and also the last quarter of last year's video games. We're going to briefly talk about our favorite games from last year, some of our favorites anyway, and also talk about what we're excited for for 2022. Uh, January is going to be... It's not over. I mean, we're in the middle of January. Uh, there's still tons of really cool things on the way, um, including Pokemon Legends. Um, February also has some really cool things, um, coming out, uh, the Life is Strange Remastered Collection, Dying Light 2 is supposed to be on its way, Sifu as well, um, but March is really gonna be the big month for video games, Rune Factory 5, Kirby's Forgotten Land, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, the Babylon's Fall game, uh, released for PC, PS4, and PS5, and Chocobo GP, the Chocobo racer you've always wanted. <laughs> so, before we get into any of those, of course, let's go back just a month to 2021. What were some of your favorites, some of your highlights of 2021? Yeah, so two important things to know about me and video games is that I have a, an Xbox One Day One Edition from 2016. And that is my newest console. And that okay. I don't ever buy a video game like uh, when it comes out. Everything is either like get it off Game Pass or all mm -hmm. like like four or five years out. Like I hear Doom is the best game ever. And four years after Doom, I'm like, oh, yeah, what about Doom? Oh, it's $15. And I. Yep. So so that is why I feel like it's uh, I want to go extra special for the games that I did go heavily into why they were still pretty new. Um, mm -hmm. And a big one for me, it's probably the obvious one, was Resident Evil 8. Mm, village. Yeah, Village. I bought Village new and thought it was really, really, really good game. But uh, Village was a like new one. What did you like about Village? So I kind of did like a fun, like I said, play games late. I played, people got really excited about Village and I got very jealous. I had massive FOMO. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here anymore. I'm going to download Resident Evil 7 because I never played it. <laughs> so so I, when everybody got excited about Village, I played 7 and just loved it. It was like, this rules. Mm. And um, I finished 7 and like the second it ended... I was like, oh no, I have to spend $60. Yeah. And I went straight into Village. I think, um, yeah, especially coming after Seven, which is just an intense experience, Village is still like surprising. I feel like there's a bunch of times in that game when you can basically go, okay, I get it. And then the game's like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I get it. Sure I'm just going to run to this elevator. And it's like, are you though? Because look at your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, very fun cinematic experience. I, yeah, I don't play a lot of single player story driven stuff. So that one 
big points. Seven and eight combo was a great, fun couple months. <laughs> Very good. What else? I played... Yeah, I, um, I played Super Mario 3D World and Mario Party Superstars. I really like Mario Party Superstars. Um, I do most of my gaming with other people, I feel like, lately. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At least in the last year. So, oh, you know what? I'm being a fool again. It's Again? I know. It, it came out, I think, in 2020. But I, it came out on the Switch in 2021. Spelunky 2. Spelunky 2. Ah. Might be my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Sure. People love Splunky. Yeah. During 2021, I put kind of a pandemic thing for me was I just thought I would casually put a couple thousand hours into Splunky 1. Sure. Um, so I reached the point where I was playing Splunky 1 like almost every day waiting for Splunky 2. I felt like I was training for the Olympics. I was like, I was like, I'm going to be ready when this new one comes out. I'm going to be ready and I'm going to be so good at it. And then it came out and I was like, it's so hard. <laughs> Are, have you two. played either of those games? I have not played Splunky 2. Um, but I am, of course, a Resident Evil head or whatever it is we call Resident Evil fans. And I too was feeling, I, I didn't want to buy it yet. I, it was um i had just moved and i was like i don't want to spend too much money trying to save my money trying to be better about it um but i bit the bullet at some point and i was like you know what we have to do it so um i somehow avoided every spoiler um Same, when i finally which was, did get it <laughs> yeah it's baffling yeah cuz i Truly i still baffling. didn't play it like right when it came out it was cuz i yeah. played yeah it took me a while um, but I, when I did get it, um, I was like extremely excited. I played it with some friends, um, who watched me go through it. Um, normally I, um, normally I'm very scared of these types of games, um, in a good way. I like to be scared. Um, I found that Village was both a scary up to a point. Right, it got it got scary um, while we were in certain points of the game, and then once we reached like the crescendo of that, it was like, all right, we're done with the scares now. It's all action. Um, yes, you hit a point which I both like and hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven. You know, seven has quite a few invincible enemies and a, mm-hmm. quite a few chases, and then you get to eight, and you're like, oh, these things feel invincible. And you realize, like, no, you can kill them. And you, you kind of move away from I'm scared and more into I hate these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not scared of you, but I hate you, and I don't want to be looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's I love exactly And I kind of love the that. Feeling. <laughs> they, um, they did tap into something really good. I think um, as far as Resident Evil goes, I'm glad that we have, like moved away from that character ethan yeah he's Um, very boring i think he was like good for seven and then i didn't want to see him again like i wanted to move on and go back to like the cool characters or something i know i want Um, i want to play a first like in the new engine and i know that like the two and three remake which i like both of those a lot i know both of those use the engine but i want to play a first person I don't know. There's the the DLC for seven where you play as Chris. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool, and I'd like to see. I'd love to see something with like Leon or something, but first person. I don't know. There's something there that I just hope they push this kind of merge 
seven and eight feel so disjointed from the rest. I'd love to see yeah. a, a merge where you're like, this feels like the old ones, and it uses some of what I like about the new ones. Yeah. Um, I thought the two and three remakes did that really well. Um, yeah. Where it still felt true to the old game, but very new and fresh at the same time. Um, but I am hoping that we get something... I mean, where can they possibly go with it at this point? Right. I hope we get something really, like, outlandish and fun with the next uh, title. Yeah, I hope there's a surprising... Because I think everyone's kind of just sitting waiting for the Resident Evil 4 remake announcement. Yeah. And I think the more exciting, like, surprise would be a Resident Evil 9 trailer that kind of comes out of nowhere. And we go, wait, what is this? Like... I mm-hmm. didn't yeah that would be pretty I'd be very excited for that. Yeah. Um some other games on my list. Yes, of course. Uh, Hitman 3. Um I love the Hitman series. I was so glad that they redid it and I, I love those was, games. It was a Oh, it's so fun. I played um, 2 last year. So I'm I like I say I'm a year behind. I'm so oh, excited for when I know. play 3. In like Hitman a month. 3 is coming to the Games Pass. Oh, um, that's going to be the best weekend of my entire life. <laughs> coming to the Games Pass. Um, the Medium, which wasn't like the best game. Um, it has a few gl- glaring issues, but I still found it to be pretty grounded and pretty fun. Um, an indie game called Aerial Knights Never Yield, which is a very simple kind of indie game, but it was a lot of fun, and I spent a few hours um, on it, and it's still is kind of sitting in the back of my head. What what is going um, on in that? What's what is Aerial Knights? Aerial Knights never yield. It is kind of like um it's like a, a one of those run games. Have you ever played like Mario Run on your phone? Sure, Super. sure, sure, sure. It's kind of like that. Um where you're playing as a kind of um nameless uh descript character running away from like robots and stuff in a very kind of urban city environment um it it's really just very fun the music is really engaging and um good for uh and i don't mean this against indie developers but it was really good for an indie game Mm -hmm. um we often find that indie developers make some pretty good music and i truly appreciated um the soundtrack for Aerial Knights never yield. Um, it's one of those games you um, also kind of get on the Nintendo Switch um, and you play for a few hours and, you know, it helps pass the time and it's just fun and nice and uh, good to play. Um, I'm also including on this list Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Um, technically came out last year, even though it's still pretty fresh. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, is that the MMO? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, I almost asked you when I mentioned RuneScape, just because I'm curious. Um, MMOs are something I'm always, like, threatening to do. <laughs> and I, I was going to ask, is there an MMO you actually play or have played? And that's the one, I mean, that's the one that's so popular right now they have to mm-hmm. hold off, right? Yes. Unfortunately, you cannot yet buy a new copy of Final Fantasy XIV because it is too wow. popular. Man, if I didn't think that would melt my laptop... I'd probably just give up on life and go into that. If I mean, it's not the most graphics intense game, but it, you you might be right to caution. Yeah, I think my I think my <laughs> issue is I need to keep thinking I have an excuse not to download it. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and Walker's really good. Um, there's a lot of kind of prescient um uh, details in it in the story. 
Um, it really wraps a nice bow on a kind of ten-year-long story saga that they've been telling. That's amazing. Um, it's very, it's very good. And I when you say ten-year story, as in, does this picking up from other games? Uh, this is picking up from uh, first of all the 1.0 version of Final Fantasy XIV, which came out in I want to say 2010, 2011. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought this yes. was wait. Final Fantasy. Um, wait, was is... it? I thought, okay, I'm so sorry, we're <laughs> I have to know. Um, there was a Final Fantasy at 11 MMO, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing? No, two so, different things. So that was even before this one that's also, yep. but this one's been going for 10 years. Yes. Holy cow, just I about. had no, man, the fact that they just overhauled it must be so rewarding for anyone oh, yeah. that like stuck it through for, for this other 10 year gap. For as as far as I know, and uh, if you're a listener, please at me and tell me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, Final Fantasy XIV is the first MMO to make the takedown of their game a part of the story, which is what they did. Um, back in 1.0, they said, you know what, we got to take down the whole game and start from scratch or semi-scratch. They made the destruction of the realm part of the story. And then when 2.0 started back up, it basically picked up a couple of years after the destruction. Everyone is kind of recovering. And now, uh, 10 years later, we are at the culmination of all of those things. Um, and it feel, it felt really good. It was a good story. That is um, so good. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm so sad that like it's, it's done. You know, I can't go back and play the 2010 version. Yeah. You can't go back and play the 1.0 version. Ah, oh, man. Just I want to start up from 2.0, but it's still a good journey through 2.0 to 6 now, 6.0. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that you could, so you can play through everything they've done since they re upped. Yep. Wow. What a cool game. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> last on my list is Deathloop. Yes. Um, I love Deathloop. Um, I think it is one of the coolest games um, that has been put out in recent years. Um, it uses very um, common mechanics, I'd say, right? Like the idea of the Groundhog Day events, right? You do a certain thing and it keeps looping back over and over. Yeah. Um, but it, it still feels like a smartly designed uh, smartly written video game and um i think the one kind of critique i have had for it since is that you are technically replaying that game so many times that it i don't think it actually has any replayability um once you finally get through the cycle um and then you get through and don't do the different endings like there's really no reason to go back to that game um but it is a fun fun journey to keep doing it over and over again yeah so i'd still uh recommend it death loop is this is um it's rare there's there's two types of rare triple a like new game release for me one is the one that uh that I get so like enamored by that I'm like, okay, I guess I have to play this even though it doesn't look like my thing. And the other is the one that I'm like, that looks so much like my thing that I'm just going to watch videos of it. (laughs) And I I went, I went all in on watching death loop YouTube videos for a good minute there. I was like, this is a, this just is a fun, cool game to look at that. I'm not going to play, but I I am enjoying the fact that it exists. (laughs) I'm hopeful for some kind of maybe anthology or like a, 
a sequel that doesn't feel like a sequel or maybe a direct sequel but i'm i'm excited to see if they continue on with it yeah um to wrap this segment up let's talk about the future what's coming up that you're excited about yeah the the type of yeah i always have the one game where i'm like i swear i won't play it and i'm like i'm that's not i'm not gonna do it and then it comes out and i'm like all right here goes 80 hours and <laughs> that's gonna be elden ring i can feel it Ooh. uh i'm a dark souls guy and dark souls sure. was a game that for years i was like don't want to play that not my thing and then when i played it i was like oh no this is actually my whole personality now yeah and i think i'm just yeah, yeah. i can feel de- uh, elden ring it's like it's already got this weird hook in me where it's i'm like i don't really care it looks fine and then i'm in my head i hear this voice that's like you know you're lying <laughs> so, <laughs> so i will be playing elden ring you're gonna get it yeah <laughs> It does look really good. Um, it looks a lot pretty. of people have been waiting a long time for some Elden Ring news. Not only did we get news recently, but we got a whole like uh, demo, playable demo that people have been really into, some gameplay. Um, so yeah, it looks it looks fun. Other than that, Oops. I'm uh, got a couple. What, what about you? What's what's a good one? Um, up on my list here, <laughs> um, actually to start with, I have, um, Dying Light 2. Um, I played Dying Light 1 for the first time, I think last year, um, after it being out for many, many years. And that game really frightened me because of the kind of nighttime mechanic where, um, zombies are really, really... Yeah. strong and they chase you Their eyes, when you're out at eyes night. eyes change a little bit. Yeah, they start glowing in the dark and, you know, you have to be careful when you're running around at night, which I, like, basically never did because I was like, I don't want to have a heart attack right now, so <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. But um, I am excited to see where they go with it, especially because of how the last one ended. I'm always about what is the next piece of this story. Um, and Dying Light 2 seems to be um, not completely different story-wise, but it seems to be taking it in a direction that I didn't see coming already. So I'm excited for that. I think that could could be great. I, I thought Dying Light 1, I played it and was like, I like this a lot. This feels just fun to play. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of just forgot about it. And when I saw that a second one was coming out, my first thought was like, there's been so much time that I bet this is going to be incredible. Yeah, right. So I, I, I hope that a couple months from now, I'm just casually like scrolling and see something about how good it is. And I'm just like, oh, I got to go play it. That would be. Yeah. Because I will forget again. So it'll be a fun surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a fun surprise. Oh, yeah, that game. Yeah. Oh, that's out. Like, <laughs> that's um, fun. What else you got? I'm excited for the Evil Dead game. That's definitely going to suck. <laughs> um but yeah an evil an evil dead like i think co-op horde game sure (laughs) yeah if it's anything like either i want to say like left for dead meets um like dead by daylight i think it'll be really good yeah it it's third person which i'm into and it's gonna Mm -hmm. have i think a lot of cool like characters and the gameplay looks a little more like um intuitive than just like a, a left for dead run side yeah. like strafe and shoot which are fun so i'm hoping it's like not 
doing too much, but I I do think it could be cool. I also hope there's more to it than like a fifteen dollar game with with arena instances or whatever. Oh sure. I, I want it to just be a full a fuller game. But yeah, I think it could go either way. It could be a big surprise fun hit. Who knows? Um as a kart race lover, I am actually excited for uh Chocobo GP. Um I I've always thought actually about a Final Fantasy themed um kart racer. And that seems to be exactly what we're getting. <laughs> and I'm just really excited for that. I want to race as a Chocobo and no one's gonna stop me. <laughs> I, I want that game to do super well just so they keep my favorite thing about Final yeah. Fantasy is that there's like fifty games and that forty eight of them are weird as hell. Yeah. I want I want Chocobo Racers to do well enough that they're like, okay, we gotta make Blitzball its own game. Oh yeah. <laughs> just anything like that. Anything when I read about a Final Fantasy game and I'm like, oh, it's Final Fantasy, but it's a puzzle game or it's a it's a <laughs> Dynasty Warriors clone, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Where's Blitzball? <laughs> yeah, Blitzball's got to make it. The world wants Blitzball. For, we're all hoping for Blitzball in Final Fantasy fourteen at some point. Okay, I will melt. I will melt a computer to play Blitzball in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> I will buy a all computer right. to play. But I'm me me getting on a PS five wait list because I want to play Blitzball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, any last games? You mentioned it, but I'm excited for Kirby. I get excited for every tri- AAA Switch title. Mm-hmm. No idea what it'll look like, but... It's uh, looking pretty Kirby right now, which is yeah. a good thing. <laughs> we always love when Kirby looks Kirby. <laughs> um, I just started playing um, a couple months ago Horizon um, Zero Dawn. Yeah. So Forbidden West comes out February 18th. I'm excited to see that. That should be a good one, too. Despite what the weird fanboys say about um, Aloy's face, um, which I don't agree with, uh, Horizon Zero, or yeah, Horizon Forbidden West should be uh, a good good game. Is I assume it's going through some of what we talked about earlier about people being insane. Oh, yeah. To, oh, um, okay. people uh, thinking that the developers are trying to make Aloy look like a quote-unquote realistic woman, um, meaning that, you know, because she doesn't have uh, makeup on or she doesn't have, like, really super over-sexualized features. Yeah, her cleavage isn't sticking out of, like, a red jumpsuit. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. she's not beautiful because of the you know kind of gross disgusting beauty standards that that people uh ascribe to yeah 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 that kind of stuff when i when i queue up my action rpg robot dinosaur game i want to go auga <laughs> yes <laughs> auga no aloy looks great and everyone's dumb yeah i agree she's a gender in video games can y'all chill uh, horizon is um a game that I know nothing about and uh feel like that's um a mistake. <laughs> I only because I only hear it's good and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, it's like in the back of my brain that eventually I'll get there, I guess. It may be on Games Pass. It probably is. 
it probably is. Go check it <laughs> I out. Know. Run to Game Pass and download everything uh, that we mentioned from last year that I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, that is things coming up in 2022. There's tons more. Like I said, Dying Light 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Pokemon Legends, which I'm actually excited for. Um, River City Girls is coming to PS5. There's a remastered Shadow Man that just came out, I think, as of this recording. Uh, Sifu, uh, made by the creators of, um, Absolver, I believe is what it's called, on Steam. Um, Rune Factory 5, which a lot of people are excited for, especially because they are including, for the first time in the U.S. version, same-sex marriages. Um... Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origin, is coming out in March. I don't know who's going to play that, but I good luck to you. <laughs> um, Elex 2, there's so many, so much, so much is happening. So be sure to let us know your favorites on Twitter. Um, that being said, it's time that we round up the show. So as we move along toward the end of the show, we always ask that you give our listeners a recommendation. Which game should they be playing or should they be on the lookout for? Yeah, I I do have a good recommendation. I hope it's probably not super new to people, but Streets of Rogue. I, I'm, I mentioned earlier Spelunky might be my favorite game of all time. I'm clearly like a procedural like roguelike guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Streets of Rogue is just the most pure fun game of all time. It's so stupid fun. It's very cheap. It's on every console you can imagine. I play a lot of, I like co-op stuff. Streets of Rogue is the best, in my opinion, couch co-op game ever made. I guess I should tell you what you do in Streets of Rogue. You, uh, you're a little pixel guy and it's a top-down pixel world and it's levels, but each level's randomly generated and you can just move around this amazing pixel world and commit crimes. Uh, you fin- <laughs> you do little objective missions but it's yeah you basically want to overthrow the government and if you you can play as a ninja and backstab every single character and kill 400 people or you can play as a comedian and walk through each level telling jokes and never fire a bullet it's wow just everything is randomized the characters will treat you differently depending on what you pick and how it's how it procedurally generates it so yeah sometimes you'll walk through and people will end up on your team sometimes they'll attack you on site you can play as a gorilla it is the best video. It's, it's every yes, it's every video game. There's a zombie yes. mode. <laughs> Ninja, zombies, comedian, gorilla. What else could you want? <laughs> it's perfect. Um, hey, I'm gonna recommend something kind of out of the blue. Destiny Two. Damn right. That's right. Um. I picked it up again. I'm having a decent time. <laughs> um, I feel like every time I pick up Destiny 2 and I try to play on my one Destiny 2 character, they throw me into some instance that I have ne- not been briefed on before. <laughs> like, I'm just like thrown into a new battle and I'm like, who, what, when, where, and why? Um, but it's always a good, a good time. Even if I don't know the people on my team, um, I'm usually having a good time. And, uh, in February, there is another expansion for Destiny 2 coming out. Um, I forgot what it's called. Witch King or Witch Witch Queen. I'm so sorry. The future of witches is female. (laughs) 
Witch Queen. Destiny 2 with the Witch Queen coming in February 2020. They're going to add a spear that's also a gun. That sounds cool. I know. I'll go back for that. Go back for the spear Yeah, I'll, I'll become a Destiny head again when uh, when the spear gun is there. Excellent. I know what kind of weapons you like. <laughs> um, and finally, to finish off this episode, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. Yes, I am on Twitter. You can type in Walt Braley. It should find me. I believe my name is just at Walt Braley. Twitter is probably a great place to kind of find a hub to get to other things I do. But yeah, other than that, uh, I will plug. I was just on a wonderful podcast that everyone should go check out. It is called uh, The Greatest Gaming Game Show of All Time. Hmm? And no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did, the name is no i was all i wanted to get right was this name <laughs> wait but you've but you've heard of this so you can also plug it you should it's a great podcast <laughs> perfect um as always you can find me at comedy gaming on twitter and you can find the weekly, weekly cooldown as well on twitter at wk cooldown be sure to visit the weekly cooldown facebook page visit wkcooldown.com for more news and other episodes Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's right. It's 2022, and I'm still asking you for a review on Apple Podcasts. That <laughs> I couldn't rhyme it the whole way, so get over it. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week. Remember, you can support your favorite charities and support this show. You can also support charities by listening to The Greatest Gaming Game Show Ever, which is what the show is actually called. Um, we do trivia. We do gaming trivia. I give out my actual money. The loser doesn't get money. Instead, it goes to charity. The winner can also get their money. But, uh, you know, that may also go to charity. You'll have to listen and find out. Our logo and art is done by Corgian of Doghouse Esports. Follow Corgian on Twitter at Doghouse Corgian. That's D-O-G-H-O-U-S-E-C-O-R-G-I-A-N. Our intro music is done by Riki. You can find Riki on Twitter as well at dog underscore noise. That's D-O-G underscore N-O-I-S-E. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. And I'm I'm Walt. I'm Walt Braley. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.